Hello everybody, happy new year. Welcome to our first Queer Christian Conversations with me, your host, Coach Yema, as you can tell from the title, and for, well obviously my podcast people can tell from the title, we are having a conversation today about whether or not um, gay people are demon-possessed, okay? Um, and then I'm going to do a little life update, but tell me how you guys are doing today. I missed you so much. I know we were supposed to do a queer Christian conversation for, um, New Year's Eve. Girl, I got caught up, okay, in some things, but that's all right. We're back. We're new. 2021 is acting up already, and she's only a week old. Baby girl, what's going on with you? I need you to calm down. Come, come on now, 2021, calm it all down, Okay. Tell me how you guys are doing, where you're calling calling in from, where you're tuning in from. Um, if you are new to this, my name is Coach Yema. I help LGBTQ plus people make peace with their faith and their sexuality. Um, and today we're having a beautiful conversation. Adrienne um, asked me this in the comments just the other day and wanted me to talk about this topic. And you know what? I was, hey Toya, happy new year, girl. Um, I was going kind of going back and forth to see what I was going to talk about um, today, hey everyone. And so when she dropped that comment, um, are you ready for this one, Mr. Mike? Uh, when she dropped that comment, I was like, absolutely, this is exactly what we need to talk about, okay? Um, you're listening at the gas pump. <laughs> this is going to be tea. First of all, um, let me know how you guys are doing. Happy New Year. I missed y'all so much, okay? Make sure you share, um, share the live so people can jump in. Um, let's have this conversation. But you know, um, in the beginning of our conversations, I always gotta give you the tea about your coach, okay? Because I'm, I'm living this thing, all right? Uh, one bit of awesome news that you may have seen on my stories is that I had a chance um, to have a podcast conversation with Matthias Robert, the author of Beyond Shame. So um, that should be coming out on Tuesday. The podcast is Queerology. Um, so make sure you check that out when it comes out. Of course, I'm going to share it for you so that you don't miss it. Um, so let's get into the tea about what's going on. If you have been following along, okay, um, <clears throat> you are aware um, that your coach uh, entered into a poly relationship at the end of last year okay um and you know that i was severely triggered with um um got lipstick on my teeth i was severely triggered from uh, childhood rejection issues like really um deep inner childhood wounds and so i took care of that i got healed i separated myself from that situation and um, what I learned, you guys gotta tell me if I have lipstick on my teeth because I feel like I keep saying it. Hold on a second. Mm -mm. We're not gonna do that, huh? Mm. Yeah, we can't have that happening, right? That's nah. We're not doing that. Um, <clears throat> so I separated myself from the relationship. I am no longer partnered, y'all. Okay, enter 2021. Uh, okay, dope. What is it? Dolo, solo, solo, dolo. Okay. So to take some time for myself to heal uh, everything that happened and learn so many lessons. There were so many layers to the situation that happened. And so if you're polycurious, okay, let me give you a few tips before we get into whether or not, um, hey Cameron, if being, uh, if being gay is demonic possession, okay? So 
a few tips. Make sure when you are choosing to enter uh, into a poly situation that you are very clear um, and sure about the emotional maturity of the partners that you are entering into that situation with because it's not that polyamorous people don't deal with jealousy. They have open communication where they're able to hold space um, for their partner and, and help them heal through whatever that is. I was not um, blessed with uh, that situation and so I kind of had to go uh, at it alone with myself to get healed. So that was another wake up call. Um, and just something else generally that I learned about the relationship myself is just that I realized that I was operating very low vibrational um, and I had like lowered my vibration to try to connect in the situation and please don't ever lower your vibration for anybody okay stay high vibrational and all I mean by that is the highest vibration we can stay in is to be um, in the vibration of love okay once we don't have any self-love for ourselves we cannot pour that out to anybody and we definitely cannot receive it okay so whatever love we pour out um, from a place of insecurity or a place of um, feeling rejected is always going to be tainted in some type of way okay you can feel that you're given the purest form of love that you can but if it's coming from a place of insecurity it's not healthy okay and for everyone who joined again hello hello my name is coach Yama and I help LGBTQ plus people make uh, peace with their faith and their sexuality and I'm giving a quick life update on my polyamorous relationship and what I've learned and what I would tell you all is this as my community I love y'all so much you know I tell you the truth um, I am not polyamorous okay I'm monogamish I am not poly okay I learned that lesson after all the healing um, I am not that and you know what a little a little part of me was kind of bummed out I was like dang why couldn't I be cool and be polyamorous you know I'm not that ain't me okay let that go I was poly curious and I've released it, okay? Bye-bye to that, all right? Um, so let's get into the topic today. Um, Adrian asked me if we, if gay people are demonically possessed, all right? Let me start up with this. Um, and you guys, if you're just joining me, you know that I always keep my notes right here with my computer so that I don't miss anything. Actually, I think I'm gonna flip this so I can hold it differently. Let's see if it'll flip with me. All right, not a problem. All right, podcast people, I was just trying to flip my screen, but it wasn't working. All right, so when people ask me that question, I see that question come up. What I'm hearing you say as a coach and someone who's been through this is that you're really wondering if this whole gay thing, this whole lesbian thing, this whole trans thing, the bisexual thing is really something that you can get rid of, right? Because at the core or the fruit of that question is that do we really believe that we can pray the gay away? Because how do you pray the gay away? You're thinking that it's a spirit that is not of God that you need to pray away, get delivered from, and it's going to leave you and then magically we're not gay anymore, okay? That is not the case. 99% of ex-gay ministries have failed, all right? 99% um, of conversion therapy fails. People who get delivered from homosexuality, the demon, they are still gay, okay? They still have the tendencies. They still have those same attractions. And so just, um, spoiler alert, um, gay people, I'll tell you why as I keep moving forward, but gay people are not demonically possessed. And just looking at me, let me be your testimony. Uh, if that was the case, I would have been delivered from it, okay? I have, um, since the age of 25, 
came and devoted my entire life to God. I was celibate for about eight years, served God completely, went to deliverance ministries, um, gave, I would worship and dance with Jesus. I was a Jesus freak, okay? I have been filled with the Holy Spirit. I speak in tongues. If being gay or being bisexual as I am, as I identify as bisexual, if that was a, a demonic spirit that I needed to get delivered from, my relationship with God right now, I'm not trying to toot my horn, but I'm going to toot it, toot, toot, okay? I have a very, very close relationship with God. And if that was something that God wanted me to get delivered from, I would not be sitting in front of you now doing the work that I do. The work that I do now, calling LGBTQ plus people back, I'll just say queer from now on, calling queer people back to God so that they know that they're loved and accepted by him, I would not be doing that if being, um, if being gay was a demonic um, possession or oppression, okay? Let's get the, let me get the wording um, correct for you right now. A, a Christian person, someone who's born again, cannot be demonically possessed all right because a possession speaks to the spirit part of you because we're spirit soul and body right the spirit part of you is overtaken by a demonic devilish force which then affects the way that you think the way that you feel the decisions that you make right your mind will and emotions your spirit should be affecting all of these things, right? And then it's gonna affect the way that you do those things in your body or affect your affections, okay? So if you are a born again believer, you have been, the Bible says, you have been made into a completely new creation. Hey, Elliot, all right, a completely new creation. So you cannot, because your spirit man or a woman or non-binary person, all right, your spirit, has been completely overtaken, all right? The guy that I used to work for at the ministry would say that you are one-third wall-to-wall Holy Ghost, all right? You are filled to the brim. In Colossians, it says that we are complete in God. So your spirit person, if you are a born-again person, right? Because I'm talking to Christians. Yeah, I'm not talking to non-Christians. The message would be a little different if I was not talking to them. But I'm talking to Christians right now. Hey, Adrian, join. Yes, this is Adrian who asked the question. So you are one-third of who you are filled with God. The Bible says light and dark cannot exist in the same in the same space. We know that just from science, right? You walk into a dark room. You flip the, you flip the light on. Darkness um, expels or dispels, right? So, you as a believer, if you are born, ag born again, new creation, it is impossible for you to be demonically possessed, all right? Now, <clears throat> let me um, say this, why people, Christians, and I shouldn't say all Christians, right? Conservative Christians or evangelicals who believe that being gay or being homosexual or being lesbian, gay, bi you know, let me, a little quick side note. Funny thing is, um, and I'm sorry for those who identify as gay, uh, who are male gendered out here, uh, the Bible doesn't necessarily talk about women who like women, so uh, it maybe doesn't apply to us. I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. Uh, but the people hate on your both. So that the people who talk about um, if that they believe that being gay is someone who's demonically possessed is because they're saying they're talking about the fruit of your 
homosexuality, right? So, and I'm saying that in quotes because they don't mean the same thing that you mean when we say it, right? So when they say homosexuality is coming from a demonically um, possessed state is because we associate all bad negative things with the devil, right? With the enemy of our souls. So if you're, if any negative emotions, negative behaviors that are harmful to you or another person is going to be considered as um, coming from the devil, right? So if I'm depressed, okay, because we know that the LGBTQ community has higher levels of all of these, depression anxiety suicidal ideations and also uh from what we what they thought i guess from maybe the 1980s of the male uh, gay male culture very very promiscuous here comes aids and so they're saying well if it wasn't the devil how come you so depressed because of you we'll come back to that how come you have all this anxiety because of you um how come you want to kill it because of you okay um, the promiscuous part is because you wouldn't let us get married. So <laughs> no excuses. You got to get your sexual ethics together. But when they preach that and the reason why they're saying is because they're saying the fruits of what you, you are identifying with is producing depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, all of those things. Now we know on here, maybe some of us don't know, but we know on here that the reason that I'm experiencing depression is because of socially you've rejected me okay religiously you've told me that the God who created me hates me you I don't want to cry because I can feel it coming Whew, that you man Whew, wait a minute G give me a second uh, for everyone joining welcome welcome my name let me do something to get my uh mine off it real quick uh welcome 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 uh, my name is coach yama i help lgbtq plus people make peace with their faith and their sexuality and today we are talking about if gay people are uh demonically possessed and that is a resounding no but we're just we're, we're just breaking it down the reason why we have mental health issues that are higher than any other community is because we have been told that there is something intrinsically wrong with us that you know because people say well if you believe that you were born that way thank you I love you guys too um, if you think that you were born that way is because we were all born in sin and shaping in iniquity okay so even when they go back to all of that they'll you tell them well I feel like this is how I was born but then they're like, but we were all born in sin. So is your the fact that you're attracted to the opposite sex a sin too? Because we were all born in sin. So are your attractions demonic as well? I, the logic doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't connect, okay? So we are experiencing higher levels of mental health issues and trauma because of the rejection. At the, and I've been learning a lot of rejection lately. I just told you I got healed, okay? Just got delivered, all right? Still working on it. Um, but at the core of every human being is a need to be loved and accepted. At the very, very, very core of our being, we are created to be loved and accepted. Rejection is the absolute opposite of that because rejection is saying you have no worth, you have no value, okay? You should not even be here. So no wonder I'm going to have thoughts of suicide because you're telling me I don't, I'm not even supposed to be existing right now. If you're going to speak that to me over and over, I'm going to internalize that. I'm going to start speaking to myself the way you speak to me, right? That I'm not enough. 
that I need to pray harder, that I need to go get some exorcism done. And I go get the exorcism, they spin all in my face, slap me on the side of my head, okay? Um, get up, bounce back up, and still think the person over there look cute. What Mr. Mike say? Mr. Mike says, sometimes I think the enemy doesn't even need to do anything. He can just kick back and watch the brokenness run its course. Absolutely. We do blame the devil um, for a lot of things. But in scripture, Jesus said that he took the keys away from Satan. He took away all of his power. So the thing that is running rampant, because the, I, I looked it up today, the word demon um, being demonically possessed by devils isn't even used after um, the book of John. Now, Paul delivers the girl who had the spirit of divination, um, but she wasn't a believer, okay? And guess what? Nobody was a Christian before Jesus got on the cross and resurrected. So he was delivering a lot of demonically possessed people. And yes, there are demonically possessed people in the world, all right? I've seen it. I've talked to them. I've delivered people from demons. I, I, I know that it's real, okay? But as a believer, that is not our portion. That is not who we are. That, is, that does, it cannot happen, okay? Because you are filled with God. You are filled with God. You are filled with love. You are filled with light. You are filled with purpose. You are filled with worth. You are beautiful. You are amazing. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you, okay? Let's see what, uh, let me cannot cover now. Now these comments are kind of running together. This new, um, Instagram, I don't know what's going on here. Um, Hey Scotland, uh, one moment attitude. Hey Keisha, Keisha says, please, uh, people be picking and choosing what they want to call a sin. That works my nerves. Absolutely. Um, Mr. Mike says, I've been wondering about those keys. Yes. So the access that the enemy had <clears throat> into our lives. Hey gentlewoman. Um, that the enemy had into our lives was a lie. And when the lie entered, when you believe it, let me give y'all some bit of spiritual truth. All right. A spiritual principle real quick. When you say, uh, oh, the devil made me do something or I see something negative happening in my life. It must be the devil attacking me because Jesus took away all of the power of the enemy. The only power the enemy has over your life is that if they, if you believe the lie, because <coughs> excuse me, the power that works within us is our ability to believe or not to believe, our faith. So if I have faith in anything, this is what the law of attraction people have gotten a hold of and they're running with it because it works, right? If I put faith in anything, I don't care what it is. When Jesus says that your faith can move mountains, your faith can move anything in your life. And so if I put my faith in what the church is saying about me, that there's something wrong with me, yes, I'm depressed. Yes, I'm anxious. Yes, these negative things I'm going to draw into my life because I'm basically opening the door to every negative thing out there and saying, come on in because I'm not worthy. I don't see myself the way God sees me, right? So that's why it's so important. That's why I did that course for you guys to help you build your relationship with God because it's in that relationship with God that you start to learn who you are, that, you, that God starts to tell you your intrinsic and measurable worth, right? When you start believing that, that you're worthy and start loving yourself, child, okay? Talk about an upgrade, okay? What Beyonce say, partner, let me upgrade you, okay? That is an upgrade, 
We have to believe that. There is no such thing, all right? So I just, that all just to say, the reason why they say it is because there's bad fruit, okay? If they took that on their vice to themselves, they would see that is your teaching that's producing the bad fruit, right? If your teaching is not producing someone to experience a level of grace, if they're not being impacted um, and being overwhelmed by the goodness of God, by the love that God has for them, then something is extremely wrong. So, um, Adrian wanted to know also about the, um, the ex-gay people. One of my favorite ex-gay people is Jackie Hill Perry. She's a, a young black woman that's married to Preston Perry. Um, they're both spoken word artists. Um, love their work. And what I love about her is that, yes, she has decided, it was a choice for her, to live according to what she believes that the Bible teaches, which is one man and one woman. She's living according, according to that, but you'll hear Jackie say all the time, these feelings have not gone away. There is no really, the, the, the ex-gay idea is that I'm making a choice. That's the choice, okay? We have natural affections toward whoever we love, right? Um, and they are saying, I'm going to choose to align myself with what I believe the Bible says. I just told you guys, faith is a very powerful thing. And my job on here is to let you know that you're loved just the way you are. But if you choose to make a decision to live in alignment with what you think that, that the Bible says only one man and one woman, I love you still. That is your right to make that decision. Because here's what the Bible says in the New Testament. Whatever you do that is not a faith, right? That is sin. Okay. So if you really believe that God's not okay, which I'm telling you, he's fine with you. He loves you anyway. But if you truly cannot, um, you're unable to move past that, right? And you want to live a heterosexual or a celibate lifestyle. Um, if, if that's where your faith is, that's where you should be. Don't, don't, um, listen to, uh, and I'm going to say this is going to sound weird, but don't listen to maybe people like me, this is going to sound weird, but listen to me carefully. Let me break it down for you. If you truly, on the inside of you, have a conviction that God only wants you to be with the opposite sex, you're going to be happiest living what you think, what you fully, truly believe that is, right? So don't force yourself because God will lead you to the truth eventually. Because, child, I was all the way on the other side of this, okay? I wrote a book. <clears throat> I have a chapter. I have I have uh, unpublished it because I need you see this tabs. I gotta I gotta uh, uh, edit this. But I was all the way on the other side of saying, you know what? <clears throat> God didn't call me to be gay. I'm going to God. I am perfectly created at a head, as a heterosexual woman. I'm gonna live in alignment with that, and that is my choice. Okay. And when I made that decision, guess what happened? Fell in love with a woman. And have to have the conversation with Jesus. Okay, I'm like, well, Lord, what happened? And you know what's funny? God told me, don't put this chapter in this book. And I was like, that must be the devil talking to me. That don't make no sense. Okay, because I had a conviction about something. But God told me not to put that chapter in the book, and I did it anyway. Because he knew that he had to bring me to the truth. Right? So... All I'm telling you is live according to your conviction. Wherever your faith is, live according to that. God is big enough. You can trust God to lead you into the truth more than you need to trust your ability to follow him.
Let me say that again, because I've posted that before. Trust God's ability to lead you more than your ability to follow him. You're not strong enough, right? He is stronger, loves us way more than we love ourselves. Does that make sense? So the ex-gay people are making a choice to live according to their convictions, and there's nothing wrong with that, all right? We're making a choice, I'm making a choice, to live according to my relationship with God, where I believe that he loves and accepts me fully as I am. And that's okay too, right? Hello everyone, thank you for joining. My name is Coach Yama. I help LGBTQ plus people make, faith, uh, make peace with their faith and their sexuality. And today we're talking, answering the question, um, are gay people demonically possessed? And the answer is no. All right. Um, if you would like to work one-on-one -on -one with me or get more personal um, attention and support from me, make sure you get the link in my bio and set up a free 50-minute breakthrough call with me. Um, and I would love, love to talk to you, okay? <clears throat> I think I missed a few of the comments. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, so I'm going to only read the most recent from H says, how do I tell the difference between conviction and, and being guilt-tripped? Well, guilt is not of God right because guilt what's the difference so shame is something's wrong with me and guilt is that i'm doing something wrong right if there's no no peace that you have with doing that right because if god is leading you if you really truly believe god is leading you somewhere there is going to be a, a level of peace the bible says we should be led by the peace in our heart right let the peace of god guide you so if there's no peace in that then you're being guilt-tripped, all right? Take that to God. And if you are unable to really, you don't know how to rebuild your relationship with God, I have a course on that as well. Get the link in the bio. It's called How to Rebuild Your Relationship with God After Coming Out. Um, but you, you will know the difference once you begin to build a relationship with God, what it feels like when it's His voice and what if, when it's not. Because God speaks to us through words, through impressions, through, through feelings, and through images. So you'll, you'll start to build that understanding because we all have different relationships with God, right? But you'll start to understand and start to be able to discern and recognize when it's God's voice or when it's the voice of religion. That's the, that's the biggest thing that I help my clients recognize, right? What's the difference between the voice of religion and the voice of God, right? Religion feels like you are um, how the children of Israel felt when they were working for Egypt. The burdens were on their back, right? Jesus said the yoke is heavy upon you. You are burdened, right? You working real hard. You're white knuckling it to really do right because you want to prove something. You have to earn. Whenever you get into a place where you feel like you have to earn the love of God, you are going the wrong direction. Just picture a sign that says wrong way. Okay, if you ever feel that you have to earn the love of God by doing something right, you're in performance. That is an orphan mentality. You remember the um, the prodigal son and then the son who was at the older son at the house, right? He was working all hard, trying to earn from his dad. And his dad said, but the fatter calf was here for you the whole time. Like, you could have had that anytime, right? Because he got pissed off because the little, the, the little brother went off, spent his time, went party, had a good old time. I was like, hey, in the club, like, all your hands up, right? Little brother having a good old time. And then got broke, lost all his money, was like, dang, I need to go back home. As he's coming back home, his dad obviously had been searching for him the whole time he was gone. Isn't that amazing? Searching for him. And he's like, that's my little boy. That's my baby right there. Ran and got him, put the robe on him, put the shoes, through a whole party. Older son like, mm, so you going to do this all for him after he done did all this to you, right? The dad is like, excuse me, 
You could have had this the whole time. Don't be the older son, okay? Don't ever feel like you have to earn the love of God for you because you don't. It was already given. It's already intrinsically yours. You're creating his image. You are love, okay? Um, what if I have anxiety and I can't feel peace? If you have anxiety and you can't feel peace, anxiety, the definition of anxiety is the absence of peace. Right, so it's it's not gonna exist in the same space. So my recommendation to you, Aisha or Aish, um, will be to really begin to, if you can work on not having a judgmental voice toward yourself. Okay, stop judging yourself. Start practicing some self love. Um, I'll share something really personal that God's been having me do um, as I've been working through my self love. Uh, God's been having me strip right and be completely naked and hug myself and like really hold myself and speak to myself i love you you're worthy show myself compassion right and and begin to really work on that and it's so it's been so healing i've been doing it all new years and i can tell how my perspective is um is really changing right there's a lot of areas in my life that i wasn't showing up the best as i could especially um this situation that just happened with the poly relationship was definitely a twin flame that came to take me to the next level of um for god to show me that you're not loving yourself properly at all okay like you are on zero when it comes to loving yourself your tank is on empty so god's been helping me fill that up so if you can work on some self-love even if you go on i love youtube if you go on youtube and find some meditations self-love meditations that you can do um i have a few youtube videos that are like sleep meditations that will play while you sleep to get into your subconscious mind and start to renew your mind start working on that um and if you are comfortable getting back into the bible i had a season of my life when i when i really got really close to god and it was because i had high 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 anxiety um, if I knew the word for it back then I would have said it, but I was like agoraphobic. I couldn't leave my house Like I would like flip out. Okay, and the reason why I got so close to God like without the church um, Is because I would go treasure hunting in the Bible and find all the scriptures <clears throat> In Isaiah in Psalms like wherever it was that said God was gonna give me peace and would meditate on that as if he was speaking to me directly and that's how I was able to um, to heal I I I was afraid of doctors. I wasn't gonna take no medication, okay? So I needed to do the work and God was there with me and helped me. And that's really the the um, incubator of how I built this closeness with God. It wasn't it wasn't through a preacher or through a pastor. Like they were all saying all kinds of stuff. And I was like, that's not how God, that's not what God told me, okay? All right? Um, Felicia says, do you feel like we do anxiety, guilt, depression? Basically, I did. I did feel all that and if you are interested in my testimony it's on YouTube um, I think my channel is called Kojima I'm not sure what the channel is on uh, on YouTube but um, yes I went through all of that I had suicidal thoughts I had seasons several seasons of suicidal ideations and I think the most recent one was in either 2018 or 2016 when it really got really bad and I had to call the um, the suicide hotline and so yes i've gone through all all of it and that's why i'm sitting before you i'm so happy that you guys can see like the work on yourself doesn't stop but the work has to be done in relationship and this is what i tell my clients all the time if you are looking for somebody like me to help support you to carry you along your journey 
beautiful, amazing, awesome. Like we will support you. We're here for you. But the, the way that you're going to get certainty that's going to take away the anxiety, the depression, the guilt is if you are able to hear from God directly and you can, you were built to hear from God. Okay. So let me see if I covered all my notes here. <clears throat> And I feel like this is a part one because there was an article that I read that I really want to get a little bit more into, into this, okay? Yay, thanks Felicia, I hope you watch. Let me see if I got everything. <clears throat> um, I don't know what time it is, let me see. Okay, I want to cover this last part of it, whether or not, we can't be demonically possessed, okay? But we can't be demonically influenced in a sense right? And this is what the church may say to you if you go to somebody who's having this debate with you. Um, I would recommend don't debate with people because it'll just jack you up until you are very certain in who you are. But if you're talking to someone, they're like, well, you're not possessed, but you're like demonically influenced against the will of God, right? Like the will of God was the Garden of Eden, one man, one woman. I have a video on that, so I'm not going to go deep into that. It's like early, it was October of last year that I did that video. So, um, People who say things like that, right, and they want to tell you that you're being demonically influenced, the will of God is for us to love, okay? The will of God is for us not to judge. The will of God is for us to know God, John 17, 3, all right? So, um, yeah, you, um, Felicia, just hop in my DM and let me know, and or just go click the link in the bio, and then you can, I think it's the second it might it might be the second link i'm not sure um but it's one of the links it's like the first the first top ones that you can click and set up a, a set up a call with me so the will of god is this right because the will of god can sound really scary like oh my gosh what's the will of god um jesus told us very very plainly in john 17 3 the beautiful thing about god is that everything's so simple so in john 17 3 if you've been following me for a while you know this is my favorite scripture jesus says that the reason why i came is that for you to know God okay so your the will of God for you is that you would know him that you would know love that you experience love that you will live in love that you'll be that you will embody love okay that's the will of God it's so simple if God is love what other will is there come on now and Jesus even said in, in John I think it was John 15 when he says um, this is the only commandment that I have for y'all if Jesus said that's the only commandment where all this other stuff come from anyway he said, this is the only commandment I have for you is that you will love one another as I have loved you. And he had to say that because he knows that we don't love ourselves really well most of the time. So he's not going to say love others as you love yourself because we don't, we don't know how to do that without his help. So love others as you, um, as God has loved you, right? That is it. It's not, it's not complicated. I know religion tries to complicate things so much. They so annoying sometimes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> And I'll say this to you as well, just for some scripture references. Whenever Paul talked about in those clabber passages about, um, you already know the word wasn't really there, right? That was the wrong translation. But when it was translated that way in those clabber passages in Corinthians and Timothy, there was no mention of being demonically possessed by anything. He said that those people who were practicing those, those things would not inherit the kingdom of God right so the kingdom of god is not heaven 
the kingdom of God is the rule of God is the it's the dominion of God because God is the king kingdom dominion right is the dominion of God and the dominion of God is the dominion of, Je of Jesus and the Bible talks about that it is a dominion of love and light so if you are practicing all the things that they talk about right that Paul talks about being angry being being a drunkard having so much wrath right you're not experiencing all of those emotions and those are all emotions I'll leave that alone those emotions are actually biologically actually putting poison into our body it's weakening our heart is weakening our mind is weakening the connections that we have in our brain it's actually poison for us so when God is saying I don't want you angry I don't want you mad at everybody child I don't want you jealous I don't want you wrathful I don't want any of those things for you because the kingdom is of love and of light right Paul says the kingdom of God is is righteousness joy righteousness because that's a position that's not a, that's not a behavior it's too much going on to, I, I can't preach it all to y'all now that's why I have to do a part two all right um the kingdom of God is righteousness which is your position peace and joy the joy of the Lord is your strength it's a protector of you so if you're walking around mad at everybody jealous of everybody right you're not inheriting because an inheritance is not something that you work for it's something that's already yours so Paul is saying, you can't even access the blessings that God has for you, all of the promises fulfilled in your life. If you're walking around angry, you can't even hear God right now. You so mad, you trying to punch somebody in the face. I'll tell y'all this, a little side note, I'll tell you this, okay? When I was going through my little process and walking away from that situation, huh, huh, child, I understood when, when God was wrathful in the Old Testament, that wrath, when you love somebody and that wrath that come out, I understand it, okay? But that is not where we're supposed to stay. Because even when you read the Old Testament, God will have anger and have wrath. But at the end of the chapter, you got to get to the end of the chapter. He'll always say, man, I love you so much, though. Like, I can't even act like this toward you. Like, I love you. I want you. You know, and I want you to want me. He's like a, he's like a, a yearning lover. Like, come on, let me love you, girl. You know what I mean? Let me hold you. Come sit. Let me, let me run your bath water. Okay? Let me stop. <laughs> let me stop messing with y'all. Yes. And even Hosea, okay, had to marry the prostitute. And God said, you know what? Take her away from her lovers. Um, Take her somewhere and talk and speak nice to her because she's tripping right now. And all these kids she having, not even yours. Like, but still love her though. And Hosea had to go buy back his wife, his prostitute wife. Now, come on. God was trying to tell us, like, I don't care what you do. I will pay that price for you again. And I pay the ultimate price for you. All right? You're mine. Okay? You are mine. Forever. All right? God, I mean, who questions, questions, comments. Um, I think that is what I wanted to really share um, with you guys about that. I might do a part two if we have more questions on it. Um... But so many chapters of anger, he's like, oh, but I love you. Exactly, right? Um, any advice how to move from I know that to I feel that as well? I think that's often the hard step. Yes, so there is levels of understanding that happens. And so you have where you mentally are able to process something logically like, yeah, um, that makes sense. 
the way that it drops from here to here is through meditation okay it's through engaging with it from all the different angles it's through repeating it what you know in your mind and you know they talk about meditation is like when a, a, a cow eats and they have to the the food gets processed through I think eight different stomachs right it keeps getting processed and processed and processed and processed before they get all the nutrients out of it right so when you mentally ascend to something I'm telling you right now that God loves and accepts you and you go in the Bible and you find a scripture or you're like you know what she said it. I trust her I believe her and you start to meditate on it you start to ask God like can you show me um, in my life how this is true can we like can you help me really understand it and nobody knows how to help you understand um, better than the way God can help you understand the beauty of how God has created me and why I can do the work that I do is that God knows that I love a treasure hunt so it's almost like he hides things from me and I love the I love the search of it and in the process of me searching is when I am able to fully have it go from here to drop into my heart to when I know it and this is how you're gonna know it when you know that you feel it cuz knowing um, there's understanding and there's knowing your knowing is gonna affect your emotions but what you really want to do is to know that you know that you know right nobody can come and change your mind from that like you just know that it'll it'll because you've been meditating on it um, it's it's renewed your mind Romans 12 1 and 2 um, Dr. Caroline Leaf teaches on this where your mind becomes um, the neuroplasticity like we can actually change our brain from the things that from the way that we process and the beautiful thing about how God created us is that lies show up differently in our brain than truth right truth show, shows up in our um, neurochemical works a lot differently and so when you start to actually believe the truth and you start to connect the dots and you try to you start to meditate on it it actually physically biochemically reduces and kills and breaks apart the connections that the lie made in your life okay and so in your brain when you start to meditate on truth it actually starts to spread because it's truth you're created for truth you're created for love right anything that's connected to love um, is the truth and that'll change change and renew your mind I promise you okay all right let's see here um, Lois says can you give me advice on how to navigate pastors repose when I came out as me struggling and that my life is one of sinless because being with someone and believing in Jesus I can't have both um, how to navigate with the pastor I'm not um, Lois I don't know certainly uh, exactly what the situation is with your pastor but I will recommend um, <clears throat> to you that you start to transition your transition your um, what's the word give me a second I, it's like at the tip of my tongue like your spiritual authority needs to transition over to God and not to another um, human right now okay so if they're saying it respect it hear what they're saying but ultimately like your life is coming from God so have the conversation with God pastors don't speak for God okay pastors don't speak for God and that's where we all most of us get hung up in because we think the non-affirming voice of the pastor the non-affirming voice of our parents are speaking for God and they're not okay 
not another human, okay? So not even me. I'm here to encourage you, um, but if you got to hear it for yourself, honey, okay, this is a revelation that I have that I'm living, okay, that I help my clients live. I help them get to the place of understanding um, how much God loves them, but it's not, it's probably not going to happen on this IG live. We probably need to work closer together, I promise, okay? Um, how do you respond to one of our home church pastors who is telling us otherwise? My response would just be this. I respect what you're saying. Thank you for sharing. You don't need to say more than that. Why? You know, Timothy says, why are you guys getting into these nonsensical debates over stuff? Like, for what reason? Choose to love them and keep it moving. Choose to love them and keep it moving. Do not let somebody pull you into a into an argument or a dispute about who you about your identity. It's a personal conversation to you. It is not to them. Don't get pulled into that, okay? Respect it, love them, honor them, and keep it moving, all right? You know how you've seen that meme, and they tell you like, hey, y'all, it's possible to be scrolling on social media and not agree with something and keep scrolling? Same thing. It's possible to listen to them like, okay, I respect your opinion, okay? Thank you for sharing. So how was your day today? It doesn't have to be a debate. Don't, don't do it to yourself. All right. Even if you and even if you um, even if you trust trust them and they've been amazing to you, that's okay. You know, we all know in part. We all understand in part. If this is a part that they don't understand and you don't agree with them, you don't have to. Don't get into debates with people because the end of that conversation is not going to leave you feeling whole and beautiful and and the worthy being that you are. Right. So don't don't do it to yourself. I'm telling you, skip the conversation. I have, I'm not telling you that from not having experienced it. I have non-affirming people all over through with my family, okay? We have a conversation. I know that they love me. Um, I listen. I hear them, right, out of respect. And that's just it. I'm not even praying to God to change their mind. That's not my place, okay? If they, if God convicts them and into another direction leads them into truth for whatever reason, that's, that's their walk. That's not my, that's not my business, right? That's none of my business. I'm living my life according to what I know that God wants me to live. And that's all I'm here to do. Okay. Um, you remember when the, the Pharisees was coming at Jesus and he said, y'all may not know me, but God knows me. Okay. And he says, how silly men are, humans are, that you get your praise from each other. And I'm telling you, I'm getting a, a five-star Yelp review from God and you trying to tell me I'm not who I say I am? Child, please. Okay? Mm. Okay, talk to the hand because the face ain't listening. All right? <laughs> Let's see what else here. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if you should attend that church or not, Felicia. Um, I think that's something that you need to decide on your own. Hey, Art of Loving, um, that you need to decide on your own if you're going to um, attend a church that you feel condemned in. If you're feeling condemned and Romans 8, 1 says there's not no condemnation in Christ Jesus, you may need to find an online community that accepts and loves you, right? There's tons of affirming churches online, especially during COVID. So it's even easier to access it. So you have to make that decision for yourself, right? So as a coach, my job is not to tell you what to do, baby. I promise you. Um, my job is to empower you to be able to access those answers from God in your own relationship with God. That's all I'm here to do, to lead, to point you right back up to Jesus, okay? 
Um, so I think that is gonna be it tonight. So I'm gonna put a, um, I'm gonna put a, uh, um, whatchamacallit, a question in the stories after this. And so you guys can tell me what other topics you would like for us to cover. I'm completely open. Okay, I'm here to serve you all. Again, I am Coach Yema. I help LGBTQ plus people make peace with their faith and their sexuality. If you would like to work with me um, more one-on-one, you can click the link in my bio, set up a free call with me. If you're wondering on how to come out to your non-affirming friends and family, there's a book that I wrote, an e-book that's in there as well. And if you're ready to start working on your relationship with God, um, there's a course that I created as well that's in the bio, okay? So I got you covered all the way around, child, okay? Um, I love you all. Thank you for watching. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.